According to Wikipedia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of According to Wikipedia. I am your host, Joshua Maddock. Joining me always is my co-host, Michael Barella. Michael, how are you doing today? <laughs> Good. How are you? Probably. Hey, welcome our guest. Yeah? You want to go ahead and welcome our guest for me? Yeah. So today we have a special guest joining us all the way back from her fun trip to Miami. She was just telling me about how much fun she had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson Rowe. Expert on unusual deaths. She wanted, she was so excited to talk about this. So excited to have you. Yes, thank you. I'm excited to be on. Um, I honestly have looked through this before, kind of just a glance at it. Um, There are very unusual deaths. But you're also a big Wikipedia fan, right? Yes. um, I do have a few of my friends who do call me Wikipedia. As a nickname. Um, and I don't know if it's specifically for Wikipedia because I have been known to look up movie and TV show endings on Wikipedia. Um, or if it's just from me, like, reading and, like, being into popular culture and news and stuff like that, that I just know a lot of facts off the top of my head. Are you one of those people that, like, if a movie is, like, really stressing you out, you got to, like, look up the ending to know what's going to happen? Yes, 100%. I used to not get through an movie like a new movie to myself without seeing the ending i remember specific times i would be sitting in a movie theater seeing the movie for a first time and it being like i can't wait until the end like i have to see <laughs> what happens. honestly though i was like that for uncut gems i saw uncut gems and i was li- i was literally like i i i like need to know what's gonna happen it was stressing me out so much that i i was about to have a panic attack in the theater i was like i I need to know what's going to happen. See, I I just, it's not even a stressed out thing. It's a continual lack of, like, it's a lack of patience like, for me to even, like, go through the story. Like, and it's not, like, I'll read through the story. It's not that I don't want to know what happened. It's just that I physically cannot sit there and, like, do it. I can just read it in 30 seconds and know. Yeah, it's it's stressful sometimes. But anyways, we're going to start on the homepage for Wikipedia, as we always do. Um, why don't we let our guest, is there anything that's that's popping out to you? Anything that's like, anything that's standing out? Um, when you go to the first page, the homepage, honestly, the first thing that jumps out at me is on this day, because I used to read that page in my mom's magazine when I was younger. That was my favorite section to look at at the very beginning of her page was on this day. And it says the first copies of the children's novel, The Wonder- Wonderful Wizard of Oz, were printed in I was 1900. Gonna, I was going to bring that up. 1900? That seems... Really long ago. Well, it all, I was going to say, I thought that book would be older, too. Because, like, the movie came out in, like, 1912? There, there was a... Broadway adaptation. Are you out of your mind? You think that movie came out in 1912? <laughs> Sorry, the Wizard of Oz musical came out in 1902, which means only two years later they were making a musical based on it. I was just about to say, it's not in color. It's, it's not, not in my color. God. Five <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about oh, that. Boy. 1939 is when the Wizard of Oz I had that came on out. DVR or DHS. Do you like that movie? Do y'all like that movie? Wizard no. Of Oz? Yeah. Scared me to death, those flying monkeys. Oh, I thought you were going to say the witch. The... Oh, no, she didn't scare me. Really? I always hated when she showed up on her bike in the beginning and they started playing that music. I hated that. I just hated also it. Also, the feet at the beginning. Oh, like, God. Underneath the thing, you're like, oh, When God. they roll up. Don't they, like, roll up? Yeah, and everyone's, like, 
cheering and happy. It's a really, it's a really dark movie, honestly. As far as like its place in film history, obviously, I appreciate it for like you know, the things Isn't it that like, it did. Is it a cinematic like classic though? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but the movie itself is kind of not my thing. It's pretty insane, honestly. I don't enjoy watching it. I haven't watched it in years, and I have no desire to go back and rewatch it anytime soon. Um, also, on this day, um, just had it. Uh, the International Telecommunication Union, which standardizes and regulates international radio and telecommunications, was founded as the International Telegraph Union in Paris in 1865. Remember telegraphs? No, I don't. <laughs> I literally did a crossword the other day, and the clue was obsolete form of communication, and the word was telegraph. On our last, one of the last podcasts we recorded, we went into uh, the Ellen show. Oh, yeah. And there was a, it was canceled. That's what, how we got into it. Um, but we uh, we got into, I brought up the discussion that she used to have this bit on her show where she would bring like this like 20 year old and she, she'd put like a, a typewriter and all this stuff that like she didn't know anything about and the joke was that like she's young and doesn't understand obsolete um, technologies and useful like telegraphs and all and i just thought what's what's the point of that i was just about to say now what is the point now in the greater in the grand scheme of the ellen show what point does that segment serve just a big old gag let's laugh at this poor kid (laughs) is she a boomer is she a boomer Ellen, um, probably. Miss Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, she's about could the just same be a age as my mom, one. so yeah, I would say she's a boomer. She's 63, born in 58. Oh, sh- wait, how old is my mom? <laughs> no, she's she between my, she's older than my mom. <laughs> she's older than my mom. Yeah, what are, what does boomer start at? What year does it start at? Well, the war ended in 45. So, 47 to... 52 maybe so she's right on the cusp i hold on there guys we're in front of wikipedia <laughs> uh baby boomers a demographic list. so oh, she is a boomer 46 to 64 yeah wait who you are considered a baby a boomer if you were born in 64 yeah you're in your you're about to be in your 60s can confirm i'm a millennial I'm Generation X, I believe, and I don't think I really fall into any category. Really? You were born between 1965 and 1980? <laughs> is there not a new generation? It's not a new generation. It's Generation Z. Oh, gener- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. But I'm not any fun. Wait. Whoa. What is this bullshit? According to Wikipedia, it says that early 2010s to mid-2020s is Generation Alpha? Get the fuck out of here. This is the least alpha alpha generation I've ever seen. (laughs) Why? They're betas? Shouldn't they be like... Generation beta would be a perfect (laughs) name. Generation screen. Like, I thought they had something involving, like, screens as their name. Yeah. I had to watch that movie in high school. There's a movie? It's a documentary called Screenagers. Um, it's kind of just an informative thing to, you know, scare kids into thinking that they spend too many times on the screen. But in the first 30 seconds, the movie plays Radioactive by Imagine Dragons real loud. <laughs> and we 
everybody in the school started dying laughing and they paused it and they and the administrators got on the mic and was like y'all need to take this seriously <laughs> blah, blah 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 and like got on to us and was like if we hear anything else everybody in this room is getting like attention wait so it's like a psa and it like opens Kinda, up yeah and then be- all of a sudden it just starts going i'm waking yes. <laughs> it was like at the beginning and we're in like the 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 hook theater michael you know the 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 theater at saint dominic you know right there yeah that theater and so when they played like radioactive real loud like it sounded like you know and so it's hilarious obviously how are we not supposed to laugh speaking of imagine dragons i went right before i left chicago yesterday we were sitting in a diner and they were playing like all this old timey music and then all of a sudden they started playing and Imagine Dragons songs. Oh, which one was it? Uh, natural. They started playing Natural in this like diner, and I was like, that's just so strange. It, it caught me off guard. Now, I'm not an Imagine Dragons fan, so if it's not radioactive or... It's time to begin, is it? <laughs> yeah, that. Um, I don't it's really about... know it. When were they big, like 2014? They performed at... Were at they the... ever big? Yes. Yeah, they like uh, the Grammy or like the Super Bowl or the Grammys or like something, and it's kind of weird. And the main guy is on a commercial for like an a- not an allergy pill, but like a like a muscle relaxant pill now. That's okay, just, well, yeah. like the the singers of like uh, Led Zeppelin are now like on Eminem commercials. Like no one is no one's safe. Imagine Dragons today is what Nickelback was. Like ten years oh, ago, no yes. Way. In that they're like Nickelback the is better than Imagine Dragons. I'm just gonna I, say I agree, but I'm saying they're the butt of the joke. Like nobody takes them seriously or respects them. Oh, Nickelback is more of a joke than Imagine Dragons. That's true. That's true. Nickel- like Nickelback is a joke. Hey, did I tell you guys my movie idea? <laughs> Can we no. copyright this? I, this next. What I'm about to say is copyrighted. So if anyone listens to this and wants to steal it, you can't because I just copyrighted it verbally. Um, So there are these monsters that come to Earth. I haven't decided what kind of monsters or like what it's going to be, but they kill all the rock legends of all time. They come and take away all the rock legends. But they leave Chad Kroger alive. And in order to get back all the rock legends, he has to go defeat all the monsters by proving that he himself is a legend of rock. Um, now, who is Chad Kroger? He's the lead singer of Nickelback. And so the monsters didn't kill him because he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And they left him alive. So he's the sole one responsible to bring back all the ones that we lost. This is going to be like, I have a scene in my head where he finds Santana, you know, the guitar legend, in a bar. Because they have a song together. They find him in a bar and he's like managed to like hide and avoid being caught. But then one of the monsters comes to kill him. And then they play that song that they have together (laughs) and they fucking defeat him. I thought I've thought this out. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I just honestly, need some writers. It sounds entertaining. That's it does. what you, I'm saying. Like, you have who thought it out. See that, guys. Anyway. Should we should we end with the picture of the day before going into our our big segment? Mm-hmm. We should. I like this picture a lot. I the would red, hang this on the wall in my house. The red rock crab, also known as Sally Lightfoot, is one of the commonest crabs along. 
communist. Communist? Crabs along the western seaboard of the Americas. John John Steinbeck wrote of them, Everyone who has seen them has been delighted with them. These little crabs with brilliant... I'm not even going to try. Walk on their tiptoes. They have remarkable eyes and an extremely fast reaction time. He tried to catch them, but to little avail. This is a really nice picture. The colors. I like the contrast and the dark background and the bright crab. I mean, it is blown up and hung up in every house in the state of Florida, though. I feel like this that touches the beach. Yeah. This exact picture? Of course. Do they not in every beach? Like she house? doesn't. She doesn't mean that. Like, but like you would see a picture like that hanging yeah. on the wall. Physical action. <laughs> a crab. A crab. A crab. Something. I would rather like run that. into a crab than a jellyfish. I think. What about the fact that it's called the Sally Lightfoot? We're just assuming the gender of all these crabs. What about the Sammy Lightfoots? You know what I mean? Um, maybe because it's so light-footed, it's so light on its feet that it's so feminine. It's so feminine and light on its feet. So they're all well, named Sally. It, what, what is, why does being light on your feet mean that you're feminine? Uh, what about men who are light on their feet, Anderson? Wow. Are you, uh, hey. Are you light on your feet, Michael? I, I really don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe. you're not light on your feet. I'm not. I my parents, my, my parents can hear me coming <laughs> from a mile away. <laughs> I mean, you also have huge. I got size feet, fourteen so feet. You just, yeah, like, yeah. Clonk around. I mean, so does like yeah. my little brother Hayden. He walks on his heels. I think there's gonna be like holes in the wall. Like he's gonna walk through the floor one day because of how hard he slams his feet on the ground. Yeah, but these uh, Sally Light feet apparently do not, and they can run away from you. Have you ever seen like a crab? Like I'm trying to think if I've seen like on the beach. What? Uh, I have never like seen a washed up crab. Yeah, but they also, if they're alive, usually if you get close to them, they'll bury themselves. Yeah, I, so I've seen that quickly. before. I've seen, you know. Yeah, when I, when you were a little kid, did you ever, you know, like pull, like play with it and pull it out of the water and make you get scared running out? Of but honestly, thing. jellyfish are like my biggest fear in the ocean because my brother's gotten stung oh, so many shit. times. And like <laughs> I, I, it's I've never gotten stung, but like they're there and like they just look, they're so beautiful looking, but they're so terrifying. Like. I have been stung very lightly. I don't think that it was like a big sting or anything like that. So it wasn't super uncomfortable. I just had to like, I've had to pee. No, I didn't pee on my friend, but um, in a cup. And then my friend had to like pour it. I think you're supposed to do it directly on it. Well, I mean, with you, that might be a little easier. The you just little, gotta squat the, and pray. The setup for that, yeah. But when it's on the upper thigh, I don't want to like. It's a whole position you gotta take, <laughs> and not down on the beach either. That is it. Is it? If it's on their upper thigh, could they just pee on themselves potentially? Um. Yeah. I didn't know that was like so. a true thing. Is it true that like yeah, when you get sprayed up. by a skunk, you have to like bathe in tomato sauce or something? Tomato juice. Tomato juice. Tomato juice. I've never gotten sprayed by a skunk though. But is that true? I've, I assume so if a dog will know actually because my dogs have rolled in like dead skunks before and you just wash them. What about marinara? Could I just get in a bathtub full of marinara? If you want to do that just without being sprayed by a skunk, you are welcome to, Michael. Uh, Well, you know, maybe I will. Skunk 
skunk is the worst smell though like ever and well, i yeah. yeah no when you pass by just when you pass by it like one that's dead on the road when you're just traveling i've run one i've run over like oh. already dead one oh, okay it was already dead. i didn't like kill it but it was already so it was like dead plus skunk i hate when my least favorite is when birds like fly out in front of your car like right when you're about to pass like birds or squirrels are they not looking like do they not are they not paying attention i don't think they they understand what cars are like they're not blessed with the knowledge that we have so they see this shit and they're like i don't fucking know what's going on right now it's weird though i took an animal behavior class two semesters ago and like we learned all about that like compared to like the size of the squirrel's brain you have to think about like what's important to the squirrel's life that they need that brain space for so like obviously they're not thinking about like brain space like they're thinking about <laughs> like they need all that to like think of you know their predators and stuff like that you know you saw ice age like that rat's got one thing on his mind it's that fucking egg it's not a rat yeah it's a sloth wait what are you no, talking I'm thinking about of... it's a squirrel <laughs> oh yeah the squirrel a squirrel, um, sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. another. Hey, add Rats. that to the list of franchises that they made like sixteen movies based on. I felt like that series. But they were, were all on. excellent. Like I've never different. seen that I series. But that. But we were kids when that first one came out, mm-hmm. and like it kept going long after we were kids. That's oh, yeah. my question. Is like how? I guess you just get an audience based on showing kids the DVDs, and then they see them. They want to see more. See, but I also think that that's how mm-hmm. things like that, like they ruin it because they just keep it going for way too long for people that don't like either don't care enough to watch it from the beginning or people that like just it was so long ago and it's called it's called fucking ice age like how many ideas can you have based on the ice age i was gonna say what other thing can you have like the storyline of the dinosaurs i think they did dinosaurs they brought it in they already did that and no no no, i know it's like that makes sense that you would do dinosaurs but like after that but even then, like the storyline is like, oh, you meet a foe, you got to get away from him in the ice. Exactly. And that, that the fourth like, one had pirates. I didn't, even, get, oh my I didn't even see the fourth one. Didn't, didn't one go to space? Pirate. Uh, I think I think the squirrel did. <laughs> yeah, Spud went to space at one point. Spud? What? His name is Scrat or Scat? Scrat. Scat? I think it's Scrat. No, it's not scat. Uh, that That's I like scat. I, I hope his name's okay. Well, scat. you haven't seen an ice age, so you don't I, know. No, I said I have never seen an ice age. Like, oh, look. well, neither none of us have. We weren't. You know what? Yet. Let's go to the Wikipedia page for the film Ice Age and find out what the name of the, the squirrel is. I know is that it? at the beginning, I think of the first one or something is like the scrat. Whole... The first line, scrat, <laughs> a saber tooth squirrel, saber tooth squirrel. He like loses the acorn or something mm-hmm. in the first one and so well, he's he just to... always losing it he's yeah there, he, that's, that's his whole thing yeah he's oh. always trying to get acorns oh because mm. he's uh, a squirrel anyway i'm on the page for unusual deaths now and this thing is fucking long yeah um how'd you yeah why don't you lead us into the conversation how did you find this page okay so I am a fan of Wikipedia, but I'm also a fan of true crime and I guess crime in in all sorts. Um, It fascinates me. So I do use Wikipedia a lot for true crime things and to gain information about true crime stuff. But, you know, things about just deaths and, you know, weird things. I don't want to say violence because that's not really the word that I want to use, but weird things like that, intriguing things like that. Um, 
came up and you know that's a very it's just a very interesting topic to see like when you go from the when you change from you know a true crime you know a page where it's all about one specific case and has every single fact to you know about a page that has everything underneath so many different people yeah and it's definitely a little bit more fun i guess as fun as unusual deaths can be that's the thing is yeah. Sometimes when I'm watching like a true, uh, I'm going on like a binge of true crime videos because the cases are so interesting and I have to like uh-huh. take a second to be like, these are like, these are real people. Like this, these are real cases, real families. Uh, but there's something just so like, I don't know, like listenable to like when you hear a story about it. I also think there's some sort of satisfaction when it comes to at least the solved deaths. When you hear, you know, when you go from step one, you know, uh, a case starts and, you know, the going through, you know, the piecing together the case, then you figure out who solved it, you know, what happened, you get all the answers. It's sometimes very satisfying to feel like something is being taken care of and you can watch it being taken care of and tied up and everything. It kind of makes you at least feel a little bit at ease Mm -hmm. or something. So, um, but this specific page I came across because, I'm also a Reddit, an avid Reddit user. <laughs> and, um, there is like a Wikipedia, I guess, sort of dedicated page there. And they have, you know, so many people come in there and be like, what are your top, you know, ones? I have insomnia, you know, I'm li- I'm up late at night. What are your pages, mm-hmm. you know, that I can just scroll for hours and, you know, go off, you know, pages off pages off pages, you know, off one. And this is one that always comes up that people say, because the amount of ways that you can like, go off from this specific page of unusual deaths and the amount of information that this page has about, you know, people, um, history, all things like that. It's very, I guess, all encompassing in the way that I like it because it brings up something like crime and stuff like that, that I'm also interested in. And you were right. It's separated from. Yes. Chronologically. Yeah. That's so I nice. It's fun because the first thing is called antiquity wow there's a lot on here yeah antiquity which i think is funny because it's like the antique of the antique stories i just all right well which uh you want to start with that and you want to start you want to jump around how do you want to do this yeah i mean i think we should start with the antiquity you know the beginnings of the beginnings because you know i think it's a good place to start you know why not a lot of these names are specific or um are completely just not easy to pronounce at all and it's yep. what i was saying earlier like there's one that says at the very beginning in the antiquity thing and it says according to herodotus sisamnes was a corrupt judge under Cimbiasus ii the second of persia he accepted a bribe and delivered an unjust verdict as a result the king had him arrested and flayed alive his skin was then used to cover the seat in which his son would sit in judgment oh. which is all the way in 525 bc and i think the flaying alive thing really triggers me from game of thrones when they did the played men what is that i've never seen game of thrones what does flaying mean you they cut their skin off while they're oh, still alive. okay how how long does it take for you to die i guess it's a bleeding out yeah until you lose enough blood oh that would hurt so i have this one right here that's interesting uh antiphanes in 310 bc was a renowned comic poet of the middle attic comedy 
And uh, the Suda claims he died after being struck by a pear. Yeah, was he so, <laughs> was he so bad move. that somebody threw it at him? They were throwing the fruit. I've the always ultimate. wanted to throw fruit at someone on stage. Like, Tomatoes. That is well, like now my. You, now you know you could kill somebody. So like cabbage, and you know when they in SpongeBob when they throw cabbage and tomatoes, that's always been like a dream. That's we definitely a bucket list. That when Megan Trainer came to Music Fest, we were gonna go throw tomatoes. At her. Stop. That's funny. We didn't though. Obviously. All right. So I got em- Empedocles of Acragas. That's probably completely wrong. <laughs> but this was in 430 BC. Uh, he was a pre-Socratic philosopher from the island of Sicily, who in one of his surviving poems declares himself to have become a divine being no longer mortal. So he tried to prove he was an immortal god by leaping into Mount Etna, an active volcano. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, he died. He didn't make it. Um, He was wrong. But shout out to Empedocles for, you know, sticking to his guns. Um, I find I think there's a trend, um, kind of with the proving yourself, especially back then, because there's this one. It, it says, I'm assuming it's Chen Shi Huang, um, in 210 BC, the first emperor of China, whose artifacts and treasures include the terracotta army, died after ingesting several pills of mercury in the belief that it would grant him eternal Damn. life. This See, is, this is like an incredible us. page. I'm, These guys are pioneers, honestly. You know, what if he thought he was going to get superpowers? See, about, I would do the same thing if I thought I was going to come out and be like Captain America. How about St. Lawrence, who was roasted alive on a giant grill during the persecution of Valerian? It says that he joked to his uh, tormentors, turn me over. I'm done on this side. Just, that's an alpha move. That that's is. That is. Going out on top. Move. Fuck you to whoever was like roasting him. Just like, just turn me over. That's like the guy from uh, the Crucible where uh, they're putting the rocks on him and then he's like, more weight. Wasn't that my brother? Didn't he play that role? Yeah, that was me too. I played that role too. You know, no big deal. Is that the one with the witches? Yes, the Salem Witch Trials. But they weren't witches. Yes. Maybe. Well, it kind of ends, you know, do we ever really know? Well, ambiguous, isn't it? I like this one. Um, Elizar Avarian um, is 163 BC. He was the brother of Judas Maccabeus. Um, in battle, he thrust his spear into the belly of a king's war elephant, which then collapsed and fell on top of him, <laughs> killing him instantly. That's what you fucking get for poaching elephants. It's good. karma. Did you know uh, Jimmy John's, I think, hunts elephants? Yes, or he hunts a big poacher. Yeah, big yeah. wild game guy. Mm-hmm. Real piece of shit. <laughs> I love Jimmy John's, but, you know. Hey, I like- love Chick-fil-A, but they do not like the gays. Yeah, that, that is very true. And I hate that not great but anyway this isn't about chick-fil-a this is about unusual deaths which should we move on to the middle ages yeah and i think the first one is takes the cake for pretty much any death on this list um constance the second byzantine emperor was assassinated with a bucket according to theophilius of edessa how does that even work now i need to know how the bucket was used was it a suffocation was it a blunt force okay i got it so he was assassinated in his bath by his chamberlain, according to this story, with a bucket. It doesn't. Probably just smack. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you. Okay, if you have a metal bucket and you hit it against someone's head with a 
create enough force. Like yesterday, I literally was going to uh, swat a fly and I hit like a metal bin with my with my knuckles and I got this like this this open gash right here. Yeah. So like if that could definitely happen, like you could definitely cut someone's head open like that. Cast iron skillet is the only weapon you need in a house and everybody has one. If you have a cast iron skillet, you have a weapon in your house. That I mean, kill also somebody. don't assume that this guy took one swing. He might have like gone to town on this guy's head with his bucket. Oh, yeah. So. Bop, bop, bop. Because yeah, you're in a stuff. bathtub, what do you you can't you don't have anything to defend yourself with? You're literally just in this like and you're slipping and sliding all over the place yeah. to defend yourself. Yeah, you have no weapons, anything. Oh, Listen yeah. to this one, uh, Louis three of France, real piece of shit. Five August eight eighty two. <laughs> Louis three can I'm guessing Louis? It could be Louis, King of West Francia, died aged around eighteen at Saint Denis whilst mounting his horse to pursue a girl who was running to seek refuge in her father's house. So now I'm assuming this guy was pursuing a girl who wanted nothing to do with him. He hit his head on the lintel of a low door and fell, fracturing his skull. There you go. That's what you get for trying to rape a girl. Yeah, that's good. Good karma is hitting a lot of these um, horrible people in history. Honestly, you know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Martin of Aragon died from a combination of indigestion and uncontrollable laughing. According to tradition, Martin was suffering from indigestion on account of eating an entire goose with his favorite jester, Bora, entered the king's bedroom. When Martin asked Bora where he had been, the jester replied with, out of the next vineyard where I saw a young deer hanging by his tail from a tree as if someone had so punished him for stealing figs. This joke caused the king to die from laughter. What a shit joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I like. uh, So John of Bohemia, after being blind for 10 years, died in the Battle of Creasy when at his own command had his companions tie their horses reins to his own. And then charge. He was slaughtered in the ensuing. So is that like a suicide? He was just riding along, being blind, just being like, it's my time. Yeah, that sounds like a suicide. Like, just just let me go. Just just slaughter me. I mean, it is. Maybe it was a sign. You know, they were losing and they were like, guys, you got to see your you got to see your captain. (laughs) You got to see your captain. That'll make a good um, a good impression, you know, get everybody hyped up. But then it didn't turn out too well. Yeah, everyone was just kind of like, yikes. Uh, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. Or the guy Al Mustasim in February of 1258 was executed by his Mongol captors by being rolled up in a rug and then trampled by horses. It's pretty now, fucked up. That is a horrible way to go. I think a hurt. stampede or a trample is probably the worst way to go. Yeah, but imagine doing it rolled up in a rug where you literally just can't move at all. Like, And by horses. Those hooves. Let me just say, this page just keeps getting better and better. Because when you go to the Renaissance, you got Hans Steininger, who died when he broke his neck, tripping over his own beard, which was 4.5 feet long. But it was usually, and his beard was usually kept in a rolled up leather pouch. Yeah. But. The today was his unlucky day. He <laughs> forgot to roll it up, I suppose. Look at that picture. <laughs> the beard is sick. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. Oh my god. Okay. So have y'all ever heard of the 15? It's on here. The the dancing plague. Mm-mm. Okay. 
So in France in 1518, well, I don't even know if it was in France. It was the Holy Roman Empire back then. Um, there was like a manic episode where these people in this village all began to dance like frantically and manically to the point that several people either died of heart attack, stroke, or exhaustion during a dancing mania that occurred in Strasbourg. That's the plot of uh, Kingsman 2. They just felt the rhythm. They got the bug. And they think that it's this, um, historians have always thought that it was this thing called folly ado. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this. Um, it usually affects people like in couples or things like that, but it's, it's basically a shared mania or a shared delusion of, you know, people that live out on farms or in rural areas together. So they think that apparently this tiny little village out there all had some sort of shared delusion and to the point to where they dance themselves to death. <laughs> I'm I'm on the page for dancing mania. And yeah, it does say the several theories proposed range from religious cults being behind the possessions to people dancing to relieve themselves of stress and put the poverty of the period out of their minds. It is speculated to have been a mass psychogenic illness in which physical symptoms with no known physical causes are observed to affect a group of people as a form of social influence. Crazy. That's horrifying. I would like to bring up one that might might hit close to home for a lot of people because we've all been uh we've all been in a restaurant and uh we need to use the restroom but uh we don't want to use the the restroom at that particular restaurant you know so Tycho brahi in 1601 contracted a bladder or kidney ailment after attending a banquet in prague and died 11 days after according to kepler's first-hand account Brahe had refused to leave the banquet to relieve himself because it would have been a breach of etiquette. <laughs> After he had returned home, he was no longer able to urinate, except eventually in very small quantities with excruciating pain. And yeah, died 11 days later. Listen to this shit. When I was like eight years old, um, my dad took us to a baseball game in Boston. And within like the first inning, I had already gone to the bathroom like three times because I was drinking so much soda. So, you know, we we're at a baseball game that my dad looks at me and he goes, I'm not taking you to the bathroom for the rest of the game because you keep having to go. So you need to stop drinking. So like he didn't mean that. But as a kid, I was like, OK, I think he means that. So the whole entire game at like one point I had to pee, but I was like, he's not going to let me go. So I got to hold it. So I ended up holding it for the rest of the game but i fell asleep later on and then i woke up and as we were leaving i was just like my dad was just trying to get to the car that he didn't want to stop so we go to the car and i still have to pee and it's a two and a half hour drive to get back home and i go all the way home didn't say a word because i didn't want to i didn't want him to get mad at me this whole time i thought he was going to get mad at me and i got home and i ended up like it was fine but i was so worried the whole time that something was going to happen. I was like, uh oh, like I really have to go. I, so I have a story. I was like 15, though. I was, uh, we were at summer camp and we took a bus to like some park or something. It was maybe like a third, a solid 30, 35 minute drive. And it was in the middle of summer. So we all had carried around like huge water bottles and stuff. And so just over the course of the day, I like had had so much water that like I was continuously needing to pee. 
And I think like I didn't I w- I didn't go like before we went and then I didn't need to go at the park or I did need to go at the park, but there wasn't any restrooms at the park. So I had to wait until we got back to the camp. Well, we were on like a schedule. So we spent like, let's say another hour at the park and then we had to get on the bus and go back. And I have never felt pain like I feel for this man. I have never felt pain like that in my entire life. And when the bus stopped there. I still to this day have never ran so fast in my entire life. I covered so much ground because my bladder felt like it was going to burst. So I feel for Tycho Brahe. I always wonder if, because I, we were taught, I guess that, you know, most of these portraits and stuff that were painted by other people, they're not exactly what those people will look like they're often you know i've heard george washington doesn't look like he does in his yeah portraits either you know they they want them to be painted a certain way or the artist you know accentuates certain things or does things completely different is this what you're yes okay so i often wonder if these people you know are truly what that looked like and i also things like the mona lisa the mona lisa is like this big Oh, it's so yeah. tiny. I went. Have you been there? Uh-uh. So I went. I've been in that museum before. You can't even like see the Mona Lisa because everyone's crowded around it. And once you finally get to it, it's tiny. Like it is way smaller than you would think it is. Uh, there are paintings in that museum that are w- way more beautiful and like impress. Like there are big city portraits and just I don't know. Like the Mona Lisa is very confusing to me. Just it's it's stature. Well, and apparently, like the apparently the person, like the Mona Lisa, or the person that that was supposed to like, that's not what she looks like either. Or the Mo, the Mona I don't think Lisa. any human being looks like the Mona, Mona Lisa, Lisa. Honestly, you're an overrated piece of shit. <laughs> that's all I can think about. It's true, though. It's true. Well, it's it's look. It has its important place. It in shouldn't be. History. Yeah, it shouldn't be what everyone like. It, it no. shouldn't. Yeah, there's no reason for there to be a crowd of people standing in front of it, all trying to take a picture of it, like freaking out as if they've never seen it before. Oh, it's see, cool. I want to see it in person. Even I that one with like, cool. even the one with like the farmers, those two like farmers, you know, the guy who holds up. Oh, is that small, too? No, that's better than the Mona Lisa. I was going to say <laughs> like I. Well, I'm what I'm thinking is like, I'm not saying there's, you know, I get wanting to go see it, but. To, to crowd around like why spend all your time trying to see that one painting and not like appreciate all the other ones and like he's saying some are better i just don't get the that's the one that's going to get me to fly across the world to see i just say it's it seems a little bit overrated you know we even know who painted the mona lisa leonardo da vinci oh, okay leonardo i believe da vinci. are you sure it wasn't leonardo dicaprio or leonardo the um, Ninja Turtle. Ninja, Ninja Turtle. turtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the Mutant Turtle. That was a boy show, and I didn't watch that. Whoa! Now we're gendering yeah, television shows. Canceled. Yeah. What? What about uh, the reporter in there? Um, April O'Neil. April O'Neil, played by Megan Fox in the newest ones. Oh, really? Ew. Now I know this is off topic, but I really got to get your yeah, you guys input on this. From a girl, from my perspective, what is the hype with these people like Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian dating 
MGK and Travis Barker. It makes me sick to my stomach. Why? It's just like they're so it's like they're trying to like 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 Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande type thing. Same it's the no, same type because, thing. No. That's it's more confusing difference. to me, yeah, than those two relationships. Well, what are, what are you drawing these comparisons from? Because they're skinny white boys? Well, like what are you saying? Because Megan Fox, both Megan Fox and Courtney Kardashian are in their mid 40s, you know, have had previous relationships, kids. Wow, Megan, Megan Fox, Fox has three children? Yeah, exactly. She's in her mid 40s? Yeah, Courtney 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 no, Megan Fox is not mid 40s. She's 35, 35 and she has three kids. That's that's nuts. Okay, well, travel, How is that nuts? What are you talking 44. about? Anyway, it's almost like they had their life, like they like they had like their life before, you know, with their husbands and their and then they it ended and then they go for like just the complete absolute opposite of what they've ever done before. It's almost like to be like just because I can. I don't know. And um, especially because it's like they're not living normal lives. They live in a bubble and they're doing things with influence that we'll never understand because we don't know their experience. But you know, we we I you know, we kind of had like a real like growing up experience. You no. Know, we went to school and did things normally whereas, you know, growing up in the spotlight, it's completely different. So I think their decisions just like come from a different place and they don't have, you know, all the same reasoning and stuff and they experience things and learn things differently. So when it comes to relationships, they're just handled in an entirely different way. It's, it's almost like they're not, I mean, obviously they're not normal people, but it's like the, like the range of emotion is like, it's like not normal, I guess, for these people. Let me just say this. As someone who hosts a podcast about Ben Affleck, um, <laughs> his sexual exploits are, he seems like from what I've seen in the past few weeks and from what everyone has sent me, he seems like addicted to like relationships with people. Like he is constantly jumping from like these high profile relationships and like, I don't know, like just the Hollywood the way celebrities are in relationships just like I, I think a lot always, of it's a confusing system I have always thought that if I were had any sort of celebrity status or or any sort of you know um action in the public eye there would be no way that I could maintain like a healthy non-toxic relationship I think celebrities get addicted to like publicity though in that Maybe they jump from relationship to relationship because they like the attention. They want people talking about them. They also want to be in a happy, perfect relationship and they want everybody to see that they're in a happy, perfect relationship and they want, and so they try and manifest it out of nothing a lot. Megan Fox is not sitting there being like, oh, everybody thinks that this is the man I'm going to marry when she's standing next to me. Well, how about this? Like, I don't know. know, I'm not going to pretend to know the depth of their relationship. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, it's just like, it makes no sense. Like, you go from, I mean, and yeah, like the, the, the logic, I guess, is not the same as the logic we would have because that literally makes no sense to me. Like, I, I also hear about like celebrity relationships that like also make me like like John Mulaney just got 
divorced. And like, I was like, wow, that seems like I read something that he's dating Olivia Munn. Yeah. Like, I was like, that is that doesn't seem like John Mulaney. So, yeah, we don't understand a lot of these people, clearly. Like also Bill and Melinda Gates. They filed, she filed for divorce. That's not is, shock. That didn't shock me. Like, I mean, there is little. Jeff Bezos. That didn't shock me. You know, why weren't you on the Hollywood episode? Because now we're just talking. We went from unusual deaths to like I know, Hollywood I know. We're gossip. A topic and I no, I know. But it's funny though because we could have we could have had a whole wormhole. We should just we, we should we can do a celebrity episode. We'll oh do. My God, yeah, well, it, celebrity it, gossip episode. It's because none of my girlfriends pay attention to anything like that, and like. If they do, it's like very little attention. And like, it's not that I like am invested or I care in these people's lives. It's just like I eat. If I know up. if I know who it is, I get invested. Like Ewan McGregor got divorced. And like, I heard about that. And that made me sad because she came for like a lot of his stuff. And I was if like, Ewan oh. McGregor came and slapped me in the face. I wouldn't know who he was. If Ewan McGregor came and that. slapped me in the face, I would say thank you. May I have one more? I'd say thank you later if I knew who he was. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's yeah, Obi-Wan you've seen Kenobi. Star Wars. I have. <laughs> I have. And she probably looked up the ending. Oh uh, yeah. Um, no, I know Daisy Ridley's name is Ray, and that's it. Should we read out a few more deaths? <laughs> yeah. So when you go from the Renaissance period to the early modern period, see these first ones immediately draw my eye because they are so short. Like, for the middle ages yeah so safi of persia that's the first one so what sa safi a safadin ruler of iran allegedly died to an alcohol intoxication in a drinking contest against a georgian nobleman invited from mingrelia so he was drinking against somebody in competition and drank himself to death have you ever been that committed to no. the party michael <laughs> i I look, I'm here. Obviously not. I'm still here. Yeah, but <laughs> here's if if we're gonna talk about dying from being a partier, then we gotta talk about my boy Jean Baptiste Lully. He's a man after my own heart. Um, the French composer died of a gangrenous abscess after accidentally piercing his foot with a staff while he was vigorously conducting a te a tedeum, te tedeum, which is a Latin Christian hymn traditionally ascribed to AD 387 authorship. It was customary at the time to conduct by banging a staff on the floor. He refused to have his leg amputated so he could still dance. AKA <laughs> me never giving that shit up. I want a party. Oh my God. You are so committed. So, so committed to the party that you just ignored the gangrenous abscess on your foot. This it's is like, it, I want okay. But like this page also has like, I guess all these people have pages, but like, I don't know. It's names I recognize too, like Moliere, the French playwright. Like, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. It's just surprising if you notice people on here. Like, he died um, by a pulmonary uh, hermitage caused by tuberculosis while playing the part in his own play. He disguised his convulsion as part of his performance and finished out the show, which ends in his character death in a chair. After the show, he was carried in the chair to his house where he died. <laughs> these people yeah the, the commitment yeah the commitment that these people have in the early modern period is is admirable franklin roosevelt was shot in uh, during one of his speeches and he finished his speech yes like and then went to the hospital yes i did know that now here's something that i think 
is a little bit more um, modern, I would say, than what we've heard so far. James Betts died in 1667 from asphyxiation after being sealed in a cupboard by Elizabeth Spencer at Corpus Christi College, Cambridge, in an attempt to hide him from her father, John Spencer. Trapped in the closet. So you're about to get caught. And again, with the commitment, you're about to get caught. You don't think (laughs) you don't you're not you're not thinking for your life. You are thinking for your life when you're running from her father, Mr. John Spencer. But then you don't ever think that you're going to die when you get sealed in the cupboard hiding in your girlfriend's house. Do you know, I was speaking of like relationships that end terribly. I speak and also true crime. Yes. Uh, I found a YouTube. Sometimes I get on these YouTube videos of like uh, trial verdicts, you know, where you see people's reactions to their own verdict being read. Okay. And I found this one where this girl was guilty for uh, she her her boyfriend had killed himself uh, and he was he had been suicidal for a long time. And he and she had been, you know, help, you know, being like, hey, no, don't do this. You're blah, blah, blah. You're great. All that. And then at a certain point, she literally just started saying, like, okay, how are you going to do it? And he was like, is this the famous case? Yeah. And oh, she, dude, they made yeah. a documentary about this. Uh, yeah. Yes. I just found out about this. She yeah. she told it when he was doing his car thing and yeah. pumping all the gas. And she, he got out at one point and she told him to get back in the car. She was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And she was found, like, guilty. She just it. got, well, she just was, I, I don't know how recently, but she was released from prison on good behavior mm-hmm. but man what a what and a she was released scene. yeah for yeah. good behavior let's go fucking kill her just kidding cut <laughs> yeah, that cut see, that cut that cut that i remember because in the documentary there's a part where it shows you know i don't know how necessarily accurate like word for word the text messages are but they show you know these the text messages oh i read them conversations between you can them. it's like they released there's a doc i think i found it on reddit there's a document with all of their text messages that's been released to the public and it's heavy and you know it's hard for even me like an outsider you know watching a documentary to see how her she can say that like she was you know she loved him or you know they were together or she dated you know i don't and she was crying all in the in the courtroom and she had her own defense and you know whatever and people you know were trying to say you know it's not her fault you know she didn't come <laughs> but at the same time how can you sit there and say that to those to these poor people to I, this poor kid yeah i would say i know what it's like being in like an emotionally charged relationship where like you look back on it and you're like i don't even know why i said like half those mm-hmm. things but that is like a different level of like just warped sensibilities that you would even like i i yeah, it's it's a crazy case. And I read that recently and I was just I was kind of blown away. I was like, that's that's just insane. Yeah. And there was there was talk that when you say, you know, emotionally charged relationships, she apparently had had history with like suicidal thoughts or something like that. So apparently both of was, them were very there was talk where it was just fueling the fire and stuff like that. And that's where it comes in, you know, how guilty can you make her i guess or that's like, yeah because both of them seem very warped like they had they were very yeah. emotionally unstable both of them yeah, that girl is fucked agreed michael we should go beat her up when we go find her wherever she is can we move on to the um, 19th century because there's two right here that are just fucking awesome 
So Let's first, he got Governor Morris. He died from an infection after using a whalebone to clear a blockage in his urinary tract. So basically, he just took a whalebone and shoved it up his dick. And then right underneath, William Snyder, wonder if he's related to Zack Snyder. He was 13 years old when he died in San Francisco, reportedly after a circus clown swung him around by his heels. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, yeah. So the clown swung him around, was having a good time. And I guess the blood probably like from being swung around, you know. Dude, how long? I was thinking he let go and he just like threw him like a mile. Okay, well, imagine having this lawyer at your defense, Clement Vallandigam, who a lawyer defending a man accused of murder accidentally shot himself while demonstrating how the victim might have done so. <laughs> oh my God, that's no, awesome. No, but, then, but then the last, so. Oh, real quick though, the, the client was acquitted. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The client was acquitted of the murder because what better defense do you have? Your own lawyer <laughs> shooting himself to show that you can Fact be done but michael what i was gonna say is the boy was 13 who was being swung around by his ankles so right. i'm just imagining a smallish young boy in the 1850s being swung around by a clown so long for <laughs> a child yeah what is he did he like let him go like was he throwing <laughs> him like a you know i'm just thinking that like you were being swung so hard that like your brain you feel like your brain is about to uh, explode. Honestly, the 19th century is not that long. This one just says 21 people, so I'm going to read that one. Uh, on January 15, 1919, 21 people were killed and 150 injured in the Great Molasses Flood when a large tank of molasses burst in Boston's North End. Dude, fuck Boston, am I right? Yeah, the Boston Tea Party, um, with all the tea and shit in the in the harbor, and then a great molasses flood. Think about how a flood of of syrup going down the street. Think everything just gets swept up in it as a flood would. I thought they dumped it into the water. Well, the the tea did, but the molasses flood was a flood of oh. molasses. Now, here is something that I like to bring up, because this is probably one of my favorite people in history to talk about. Uh -oh. Grigory Rasputin in 1916. According to Russian mystics murderer himself, Prince Felix, Gregory Rasputin consumed tea, cakes, and wine, which had been laced with cyanide, but he did not appear to be affected by it. He was then shot once in the chest and believed to be dead, but after a while, he leapt up and attacked Prince Philip or Felix, who freed himself and fled away. Rasputin then followed him and made it into his courtyard before being shot again and collapsing into a snowbank. The conspirators then wrapped up his body and dropped it into the Malaya Nevka River. He was built different. He was built different. Do bodies not, the bodies don't float in the river? Like, will they ever, like, resurface? Yes. Okay. Over decomposition, just yeah. the gases that you emit, you will come up but it doesn't say this on the wikipedia article but i have always thought or i have always heard that that he didn't die or they wanted to make sure he was gonna die after the he shot they shot him the second time so they wrapped him up in the body and put it in the thing so he would drown because like if they wrapped him up yeah. he would drown and whatever but greg gregory rasputin is probably one of my favorite people historically 
to talk about because he is the only person, I guess, that, at least to me, is that famous for being a, a mystic, really, really not even doing anything, to be completely honest with you. But he, like Michael said, was built different <laughs> because he survived cyanide poisoning and two gunshot wounds. I've got these two stories that I want to choose as my last one. They're both very short, but you got Hitoshi Nikaido in 2003 was a doctor in Houston, Texas, who was decapitated after his head got trapped in an elevator door at his workplace and his head was removed from his body as the elevator went up. How do you like even like get it stuck to begin with? Like now that is my ultimate nightmare, I think. The elevator? Like getting stuck in an elevator? Yeah. Well, not necessarily getting stuck in an elevator, but elevators as a whole. The doors. Scare They're freaky. The sh- because you could fully get, like, your arm could fully get stuck. And I didn't, I guess, realize this until very recently, but the opening of, like, the floors, you know, when you get off the elevator, the opening is only as big as that floor. There's not an opening the entire way. So once that elevator clears that opening, you know, there's nothing. Yeah. And it always scares me, like, if an elevator falls, too, to the ground. I thought, though, I thought by now, surely, they have, like, they've, they've got elevators down to, like, a science where, like, you, they... Like, have they not built sensors by this point? Like, I feel like elevators are safer now than they used to be. Um, I mean, I'm sure they are, but at the same time, like... Don't fuck with it. Yeah, absolutely not. (laughs) I'll use this one as my last one, because this is also a story very very near and dear to me. Um, August of 2003, Brian Wells, a pizza delivery man from Erie, Pennsylvania, was killed by an explosive collar bomb around his neck as a part of an elaborate bank robbery I was reading that. He could get his own episode, too. That's pretty nuts. If you have not heard about this story, I highly recommend that you go do research on it. Evil Genius is a great four-part series on Netflix about this case, as well as, I believe... BuzzFeed Unsolved, the popular YouTube thing, did a story about this. Um, this. It is the only crime of its kind. CNN described it as one of the most complicated and bizarre crimes in the annals of the FBI. It is the most fascinating. Did they make that movie about that? The 30 Minutes or Less movie? I don't believe uh, so. They made Suicide Squad based on Suicide Squad. Remember when they got the collars? They did not make that on that. <laughs> Quit. That story is incredible, though. He, there was a, this man, Brian Wells, was a pizza delivery man. He gets a call to deliver two pizzas to this address. And he goes and apparently gets kidnapped, he says, by um, a few, like, uh, big burly men or whatever. He gets strapped with a collar bomb around his neck. Directions to go rob a bank, elaborate instructions. He has to go, you know, basically scavenger hunt style. Go get this hint, this hint, this hint, you know, and it'll get all the directions. He goes to rob the bank. He gets caught, and uh, the bomb squad comes. And basically, on live news, this man blows up because the bomb goes off and it's on live news. And the whole um, investigation afterwards about it. it's very interesting because it's, you know, people in this little town and whatever, and there's some weird people. Brian Douglas Wells. 
is yes. the name you need to look Brian up. Brian Wells, Evil Genius on Netflix. Now, Michael, what is your last? All right. So my last one is this guy, um, Jeffrey Epstein. It says 2019. I'm just kidding. Doesn't oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, okay. We could have gone into that. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about that. Anyway, this one, 1979, John Bowen. 20 from Nashua, New Hampshire, was killed at a halftime show at Shea Stadium, where I have been multiple times, when a 40-pound model plane shaped like a lawnmower crashed into the stands. Now, I'm going to ask my mom about this because she was alive and lived in Long Island at this time, probably saw some Mets games at Shea Stadium. So she definitely heard about this if that happened. Now, so you say... So how do you spell Shay? Like S-H-E-A. Fan hurt by monoplane at halftime at Shia dies. Disregard charged. Did you just say Shia? It's Shay. Shay. I I just said it like three times. I want to know how a model plane is shaped like a lawnmower. Is it a giant lawnmower or is it a plane? I remember watching America's Funniest Home Videos one time with my brother, and one of the videos was a dude running with a lawnmower, and then the lawnmower just took off and started flying, and I laughed so hard for like 30 minutes straight because I thought a flying lawnmower was the funniest fucking thing in the world, and that's now that's what I'm picturing, oh, crashing into the fucking stands and killing this poor 20-year-old who was just trying to see a game. I'm having trouble locating a picture of it. I have always thought that deaths at amusement parks or at, like, events like that have to be one of the most, like, um, I guess, like, paradoxical things in life because you go to those places for the strict, <laughs> like, act of enjoyment, like, enjoying your right. time. And then to see, like, you know, deaths at Coney Island or, you know, like, brides that, like, you know, stop in the middle, you know, people hanging upside down, you know, deaths like could that. Could people die from that, with, like, hanging upside down for too long? I'm sure you could, eventually. Yeah. Like I said, from your, the guy, the kid who got swung around by the clown. <laughs> well, that, like, your brain would just, like, start. Go, or was he just swinging him around? I don't know. I, again, I just, like if you swing a baby around, it's gonna die eventually. I literally think you threw the kid like you throw one of those discs in like uh, a track meet, you know, where you throw it and you see how far it can go. Oh yes, discus. Yeah, I think he did it. I think the clown threw the kid like that. I had a I had that done to me though. Like we did it when we were doing experiments outside in like eighth grade in science class. I had a kid grab me by my ankles and spin me around. And I was like, don't throw me. And guess what? <laughs> Were you in the air or was, you, like... was this eighth grade science class with Mr. Henry? Yes, but he was like off teaching and us boys were over fucking around like a bunch of little bad boys. Because that's what we were. Because we were like what, 12 boys. years old. Not like bad boys, like in a cool way, but like misbehaving little shitheads. And you were just like, hey come swing me around on my ankles well i was little and everyone you know thought it was funny and it was but he threw me and that you know well this has been a great episode anderson thank you for joining us today we'd love to have you back yes of course thank you for having me we've got some other topics that you're interested in doing uh we're also going to be talking about uh wine as our season finale if you want to 
Oh, and we're going to be drinking wine. That's yeah. right. You want to come taste test some wine with us? You're okay. welcome to. All right. Next week, we'll be talking about concussions. Anderson, thank you for joining us. Thank today. you for having me. This has been According to Wikipedia. Check us out on pick3entertainment.com where you can hear all of our podcasts. Find them all in one special place along with some bonus shows. But yeah, thanks everyone for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys.